Hi everyone, welcome uh, back to Hobbies for Zombies, episode 9. I am your host for right this episode right now. Uh, I'm Carnage, and with me as always is Muzz. Hello. Good to be back. And, uh, yeah, we're back. We had a, um, a brief break, like two weeks or something around there. And uh, just for personal reasons, but we're back now. We're back in the swing of things. It'll be just us today, because we're just trying to... Shake off the rust. And, uh, yeah, so it should be a good episode. And everyone should have fun, and we're gonna bang your eardrums down. So, yeah. How are you doing today? Um, good. I'm glad to be back. Well, good. I'm glad to be back as well. So, um, I guess we'll. we'll do you have anything else to say? No. N- nah. Alright, so we'll just jump right into. Uh, playing a game. I want to play a game. And yeah, you go first. Okay. Uh, I played this game a while ago. Uh, it this, but I did beat it. It it was all right. It was Assassin's Creed Bloodlines, which is for the PSP and not done by the people who did the other Assassin's Creed games. It's done by Gryptonite Games, who I guess just did like ports and crappy games like that. But this game, not so crappy. Um, it, it's like it's you know how the PSP is like not the power of the PS2, but it's like in between the PS1 and PS2. Yeah, it was like Assassin's Creed. Exactly the exact same game, but in that world, like in that graphical world, you know. So it's in it's like almost PS One, but just a little better, or whatever, and or PS Two, and it it was like the game played perfectly gameplay wise. It was just like Assassin's Creed. Um, it was a little more arcadey because it would be like kill thirty guys, like was the hardest one that you ever had to do. Um. Uh, one really weird thing is Altair has a new voice actor in this game. Is he, uh, does he sound Middle Eastern, or is he still American? Well, okay, I'll give you an example. Altair would sound like this. The assassins killed me, and now I gotta kill everyone else. He'd kind of sound like that. But this Altair would sound like, The assassins killed me, and now I got to save them. So he sounds very, like, Spanish. And I was like... At least they're trying for the uh, accent, a little bit, at least. Yeah, the Spanish accent. Don't know where (laughs) that came from, but... Really, the story, it it, it didn't... Like, I can see that they really made sure that it was like... Well, not a lot of people are going to play this game, so don't make any big story plots in this game. But, I mean, it was alright. I mean, the the weird thing is, you know how Assassin's Creed kind of had bosses... Right, like the assassinations. But these were straight-up bosses with, like, health bars. It's much more arcadey. Like, they actually would have health bars on the screen, and they would have special attacks and all this. Like so, one-on-one fights? Yeah. Oh, weird. So it's, But, I mean, it plays just like Assassin's Creed, which is, you know, simplified. Uh, which is really nice, because I was worried about the, how the control scheme would work. It, it works really well, and the camera, which you can control, really does figure itself out most of the time. So, or, so like, the nub and everything wasn't a, wasn't a problem. Yeah, you use... Okay, basically, you use the nub to control move Altair, 
use the uh, D-pad, the left side of the D-pad for, like, getting your sword out, getting this out, you know. And then then the buttons are for, obviously, like, attacks. And then you... And then with, like, the L button and doing it, you can move the camera, but you really need to move the camera, so it's pretty easy. It it was alright. I mean, I sold it, but right after I beat it, but so that doesn't show I had that much. I guess it also had, like, special abilities you could get if you played it with the PS3 version, but I have the 360 version of Assassin's Creed 2, so I should be playing that soon, and that should be fun. Good. Where's uh? Does this take place after the first game? Like yeah, it takes like a month. Like there's no Desmond, but it takes like a month after Assassin's Creed One. Is this supposed to be um? I remember reading this that like one, of the, the brother. one of the games. I, was, uh, I remember reading that one of the games kind of focused on that love interest. I yeah, guess. he has like a kind of a girlfriend. Like I mean, the way that they carry on the family line, they hint to it. In Assassin's Creed 2, and there's also a girl in the first one. So I I remember reading that one of the games, one of these games, was supposed to be kind of like specifically about that. Kind of, he picks up this one girl who's like, uh, who's a real, tries to do everything to be part of the Templars, and then realizes that how yeah. evil they were. And it's really, it's like, it's like, extremely lightly hinted at that they might go together at the end of the game, but I didn't really get that. But you saying that makes it seem like it could be more like that. If you know what I mean. So it's definitely a side story. Or... Yeah, it's it's definitely has no information in it. That, I mean, I haven't played Assassin's Creed 2, so maybe there's this big thing that happens, but uh, I don't know. Um... In Assassin's Creed 2 that ties in with Assassin's Creed Budlines, but I severely doubt it. No, there's just a, there's a little kind of dream sequence about the girl, Altair, and the girl from the first game. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. That's, I mean, that's it. I was just wondering about that, because I always, it's kind of funny that Altair didn't hook up with anyone, but he, uh, the family line, you know, it had to carry on. That's why there's a Desmond. And they always they hinted in the in the second one that you know Ezio sleeps with all these all kinds of girls. So yeah. more. But uh, I mean, if you ever got a PSP, I would recommend this to you. Really? I mean, yeah. it was you can sprint and parkour, yeah, or free run or whatever, and everything you could do in Assassin's Creed One. That's crazy to me. Yeah, and it, it and you can still and the game still plays like it's still controllable too, which is really cool. I mean, it's not a very long game, because it only took me, like, a week to beat it, but... And that was not playing it all the time either, but... I mean, also, there... I, just one more thing in saying about it. Like, they tried to do, like, trophies in it, but obviously the PSP can't support trophies, so it's just, like, accomplishments. Like, kill this many guys, get an accomplishment. Assassinate this person, accomplishment. And I was just like, that's kind of pointless, but whatever... Well, I mean, they tried, right? Yeah, but, I mean, you can't access that on the internet or anything. Yeah, so it's, it's like, kind of funny that they uh, those are inferior to trophies, and trophies are, you know... 
Well, I mean, pretty you, much inferior to achievements. Well, I mean, you so can the, access trophies on the internet, so that's a big difference. But yeah, so, um, but yeah, that's all about Assassin's Creed Bloodlines, and I hope to be playing Assassin's Creed too soon. Yes, do it. Okay, so I'm gonna move around a little and uh, just talk. I got the Sonic Ultimate Genesis Collection, also known as the Ultimate Mega Drive Collection in Europe and Japan. Um, and I I played a little of Sonic 3D Blast and a little of Star. I'm just going to talk about Sonic 3D Blast. That game sucks. Really? I don't... What is it? Like, it's what like, is it? It's like, you know Sonic, he's supposed to be really fast and all that. Yeah, but, that's his thing. Yeah, well, this was, like, the first 3D game, well, like, polygonal Sonic game, whatever. Right. And, um, Sonic isn't fast. He's from an isometric point of view. So that means everything's, like, way, uh, it's like an RTS or, like, Fallout, you know. Right. So it's, like, way up there. And uh, he's saving Flickies, which you might remember from the Sega Genesis game Flicky, which is also on there. There's just these birds that you save, and it's kind of pointless. I just played it for the achievement and stopped. I might finish it just to say, oh, I beat this, but I, it wasn't very fun. And I think it was hurting my eyes after a while. So How, how are you uh, feeling about the, the uh, compilation in general? Oh, because I uh, I really I've thought about getting it multiple get it. times and I just haven't. Uh, I mean, if you it, it like it takes a certain brand of person to say like I like Genesis games, but get it. There's enough good stuff in there that you'll definitely enjoy it. What what well, kind I th- of I, what kind of games I, do you like like in the Genesis collection? Well, and that's the thing is I think it would be worth me getting it because I haven't played any of them. Yeah, that too, because, I mean, there's a lot of... I mean, I played Sonic and, you know, stuff like that, but most of those games... I've looked through lists and didn't recognize three-quarters of the names. But, like I said, I'll talk about it more next week, because I want to get more playtime in it, but, like, Rystar, Dynamite, Heady, uh, Decab Attack, those are all great platformers that kind of got outshadowed by... or were shadowed by Sonic, so... And we're much better in Sonic, too. I think it's like super cheap on Guzex. I really yeah, it's not. It's like only four hundred points, I think. I, yeah, I, it's one of those games. I'm I'm gonna get eventually, just to say I have it. You know, what I'm and saying? the achievements are fairly easy too. So, Ooh. <laughs> I mean, like, and like every game has one achievement to it. That's, That's cool. I like that. It, but like, I guess one's really hard, which Locke was talking about on the modcast. The uh, the uh, mean Eggman egg chi- one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I'm just going to talk about one more game before we go into, like, uh, together discussion. Uh, Eat Led the Return of Mad Hazard. This game's alright. It's funny, um, but it's, it's just alright. I, like, 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 I got the humor, like, it's trying to be self-referential, but it, like, like, I've seen it done funnier before. Like, the Simpsons game I thought was more funny, probably because that was the first game that really did that. And this seems just, like, kind of doing the exact same thing. This was a, this was kind of, not a controversy, but this was kind of a big thing around YouTube. I'd say it's controversial, uh, like, on the YouTube forums. Is it, is Eat Led the shit, or is it shit? 
Yeah. That was the big thing. Uh, look forward to that in episode zero, guys. But uh, it, I wouldn't say it's crap. I would say it's an all right game, and it it it's all right. It like it does enough, but it is a first person or third person shooter, and it is just an average one. I mean, some of the humor's okay, like pretty good, but. Like, there's, uh, like, who, like, I forget. Patrick Harris is in it, isn't he? Yeah, he's the bad guy, who... That's kind of awesome. Well, okay, basically how the story goes, like, I forget who plays E.R. Matt Hazard. Who's the other guy? I'm gonna look at my cover real fast. Professionalism. Will Arnett is Matt Hazard. And, uh... Basically, Neil Patrick Harris's character uh, used to was really rich and used to play all the video games. And the one game he could never beat was the Mad Hazard game. So he became company of uh, the leader of the company Mad Hazard was, and is now trying to kill him in the video game world. So that's kind of funny. Like, that's but kind of I wish I wish I wish they had gone all the way and made like. The Neil Patrick Harris parts, like, live action. And, like, the Mad Hazard... That would have been cool. Like, the Mad Hazard parts in the video game. Like, that would have made it so much funnier. Yeah, but... Yeah, that would have been... Yeah, that sounds like that would be funny. I really like Neil Patrick Harris. But, yeah, it's still entertaining. I'll I'll probably keep playing it. It's, it, 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 It's making fun of, obviously, like... Duke Nukem's Serious Sam's of the time. Yeah. And he's got some pretty, like, good, like, comebacks, like, to villains talking to him. Like, he's like, insert generic catchphrase here. <laughs> Stuff like that. It, it's like chuckle. It's nothing like, oh my gosh, this game is so funny, but it's, it's, it's alright, yeah. I actually think that I, if I played it, I wouldn't hate it. No. But I also, like, it. It, it's not, it's not gonna be something that you're, like, you don't crazy not, about afterward. Like, yeah. you're like, oh man, you guys gotta play this game. Yeah, I think I'm like some people really like it, but like I'm just in that middle small non- minority that doesn't think it's crap or doesn't think it's amazing. So I don't know. Limbo. Okay. Yep. So I beat this game and I did a review on it that you can see on the site if you want to see. Uh. This is a very different game, would you say? Yep. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's like more artistic than really anything. Well, it it has a very different art style. Carnage is playing this has played a little of this game too, so we'll both talk about it. Uh, it has a black and white art style, and it it it's kind of like an. What I was hearing is it's kind of like another world, or it's gameplay, because you're just pushing blocks, like, making sure you don't die, which happens a lot, uh, and I can't think of my brain to shut off, but, uh... It's a puzzle platformer. Yeah, basically. Uh, and like I said in the review, the spider still freaks me out. Oh my god, that spider is creepy. Yeah. I don't like spiders. Damn. 
But that, yeah, when it's chasing you, it's crazy. Yep. But what do you think of this game? Because I loved it. I I finished it. I don't have that much. The ending night is a little weird. I won't spoil it for you, but what do you think? Um, I I like it, but I'm kind of coming to this realization that I don't really like puzzle games that much. Where it's like, I really, really like Braid, but I, it just kind of dawned on me that I've never even finished it. Mm-hmm. Because I guess the game's too smart for me, and I just... I'm not good at figuring that sort of stuff out. Mm-hmm. So I I played this for like a half hour, like not a whole, which you know supposedly is like one fourth of a game or something. But uh, it's it's cool, and I I really really like the art style a lot. But it's not something that I'm like, God, I really need to I need to keep playing this. Like once I turn it off, I, I have yet to really feel compelled to turn it back on. Mm. And I like I mean I'm assuming. By Limbo, it's Limbo. Like, he's dead. So, that's what I'm... I assume that that's the uh, setting or moral story or whatever. And uh, Well, there is no... Sorry. That's, that's a big thing. You yeah. Gotta... But, I mean, it's like they're... Like, it's one of those ones where there is, kind of. Like, like it's. I'm sure it's insinuated. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, Braid did a better job. Like, I mean, that actually had storybooks that had text, but it was still one of those things where you just had to loosely kind of pull together your own meaning from the story. There is no story to this game, quite literally. Even near the end, there really isn't a story. It's all your thoughts on it is really all you can get out of it. Right, and... I like I really like the art style a lot. And yeah. some of the uh actually I think the the very opening is cool cuz it's like he's just lying there and his eyes open and his eyes are white. So it's like you you can't even see who like what you're playing as until his eyes open and you're like, "Oh, there's my dude." But um that also kind of leads me to a problem where a lot of sometimes I get lo- like not lost, but I kind of lose sight about what's going on where like there's bear traps, but sometimes the bear traps look like weeds, or sometimes the weeds look like bear traps. Yeah. And like I, I always like I don't really know what's interactable and what isn't. Like I understand. Yeah, I haven't. It's, it's like like once you, which is weird because they have an achievement for not dying a certain amount of times. But yeah, and I've already died like five thousand times. Like, but th- um. Once you've accepted that you can die in this game and it's okay to die, I think the game opens up much more. It was, like, one of those things where I kind of thought it was just going to be a puzzly game, but it really is a lot about, also, timing and reaction and yeah, skill. Yeah, like, much is, more. It's much you got to be right on that platform or you're going to get crushed or whatever. And also, it's, uh, yeah, because you, like, some of the, when you get later into the game, it's all about time. You have to literally be on the second, jumping to a certain era, you'll get electric or whatever. And it's pretty gruesome, too. Yeah, I mean, he'll get Some of the things are pretty, off. uh, morbid, but it's cool. The, uh, Is there a rating adventure? I didn't even see a rating for this game. I don't know. I, like, we talked about this a while ago with Doc on the episode, and, uh, we, I think he said, like, because of it being a silhouette, like, the whole thing is being black and white, and it's all basically shadows, that a lot of it is kind of, like... Questionable. Obscured. 
Yeah, but, like, there is no doubt that you are floating on dead bodies and using them for traps. Or getting your head, getting cut off, or whatever. Yeah, or getting impaled by the spider. There's, it's pretty, uh, it's violent. But it's also 18 plus in, uh, Europe. So, that tells you what some people think of it. It's not any worse than most daytime TV now, but it's, it's, uh, it's definitely interesting. I th- the biggest draw for me is definitely the art style and the insinuation that you can get from it, because it's a very abstract sort of experience. I'm, and that's, am I right? That's pretty much what it is in yeah. experience. It's definitely, th- it's not very long, that's for sure. I've heard it was like three hours. It's, uh, it depends if you at all want any achievements or go back for achievements or anything like that, but yeah. It's about three to five hours. First playthrough. Um, I, I'm not. I don't necessarily regret buying this because it I'm is a expensive. But it's also I've, I've kind of adopted this thought process where it's fifteen dollars. You know, that's not more than you're going to spend out at the movies, which you know, which is a lot. What a lot of people equate that kind of stuff to. Mm-hmm. So, but on to that point, like, sure, this is an experience, but this isn't. This doesn't have a story either. This doesn't have a rapping story like maybe one of the movies we have in our section or something like that. This doesn't have a plot that comes through at the end. It's just you playing a game for about three hours. So there is, you can't equate that, but to some extent there is a lot of difference. I mean, to some extent. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's more of like the, and I I hate saying this because I really haven't played it enough to even draw this from it, but like, I know this is supposed to be one of those games where you get an experience, an abstract, like, oh, so this is what happened kind of thing, like, in your brain working, like, that's that's what this game is going for. I mean, I've read that and everything, so I, that kind of stuff is almost worth more to me than a linear story sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes I like looking at, like, a Picasso painting and being like, I bet this is what's up. I bet, like, I bet that's what he what he's going for in this more than I like a painting of a farmhouse. And it's like, well, yeah, whatever. Like when the spider came around, I like, that was probably like, this is probably the best thing I've gotten out of the game is that spider is scary as shit. Well, uh, that like a feeling, like I got a feeling of fear when the spider came around. I got a feeling of regret on these parts and stuff like that. That's probably the coolest thing I got out of it. That well, yeah. your feelings basically tell the story. At least I that's what I got out of it. Yeah, that's a, that's really a, a good thing to say because I I don't know why specifically this happened, but this game actually the little bit that I played of it creeped me out quite a bit. Like it just seemed like a very I'm kind of and I, I've said this before, I'm kind of I'd like weird morose things but and I like this like that's why I really like this style of this game but the whole time I was playing with the spiders I was getting like shivers and chills I was like this is so weird like there's this game is crazy but uh yeah I just I haven't played it past that half hour for some reason okay so can I just ask you a real quick question about it did you uh unlock the creature for it like yeah is it cool yeah, is it cool? He he's cool, but he doesn't do much. 
Like that's he only had like I read eight. that there was that was there, and I was like, oh, that sounds awesome. Uh, he's just this, he's just like a it's basically like a dog with the style of Limbo, and you can tell that he was not a paid for thing because he only has so many interaction movements. But it's still cool to look at him, and I have him. And I have a Limbo t-shirt. Yeah, there's three Limbo awards you can get for just playing the game. Nice. That's cool. They are they are integrating that pretty... uh Nicely. Pretty, yeah, nicely. And there's also one of the games... Actually, two of the games I'll talk about later actually have that. So that's cool, too. Okay. Um, This is... And then, to wrap it up for me, basically... This is more... A discussion on a topic, but I'll, I'll give you my thoughts how I came about of wanting to talk about this topic. Okay. First, for some reason, I don't know why, I wanted to get all 200 points on watching The End is Night, and there's an achievement, uh, called, like, on whatever, like, don't get hit for a whole level. And it's a call-off game, so you have to, so basically what I did is the game has... Ro- I didn't use two controllers, which I probably should have, because that would have made it easier. Because it's a co-op game, so you can just... I just kept going backwards as the other character and letting all the guys rubber band to the one guy. Because he can't die, no matter what. The co- the computer can't die. So, oh. And then I was so close to the end, and this one guy comes up right next to me and punches me. And you lost your shit? And I lost my crap. Yeah, my shit. Yeah, I got so pissed off. And I was like, okay, game, turn off. Turn off Xbox. Done. And then I said, okay, that didn't work out so well. Let's try this other game, Wallace and Gromit Episode 1, which I really liked the game, probably more than Watchmen altogether. And that game has some fun achievements. Like... You have to, like, show everyone a snail and get their reactions on it. You have to, because that's an adventure game. So, it's like, it's not normal achievements. And then if you like, oh, you can't touch this item for a whole level or something like that. Or, um, what else was there? Oh, give, get a variety of something. Get this one character to say his catchphrase more than a couple times. It was just cool, and I really liked that. And it, it like, made my experience even longer, and I enjoyed it more because of it. So, now I'm going to get onto the topic, and we're going to talk about it. Uh, achievements. Now, I'm not... Carnage says I might become this, but I'm not one for numbers. I'm more for completion. What... Because I think it's really cool to have a 200s or 1000s or DLC numbers or whatever for a game. To completely have achieved all you can in that game. But that's just me, and that's what I want to do. I don't really want to get a certain number that much. I mean, I used to care about the number. And I played some crappy games to get that number, but... Then I realized that number really isn't that important to me. Once I came online, because I don't know. But what do you? You're much more of interested in achievements because I only got fifteen thousand. You got like what forty thousand? I uh, I just broke forty thousand this past week. Yep. So. Um. 
the thing is with achievements is I go, I really do have kind of this an eternal struggle with this because sometimes I really am like, God, I just want to get achievements. Like I'll play a, I'll play a shitty game. Like I've played King Kong and it really didn't go so well, but I mean, I'm, as I'm going, I'm getting better with realizing that I'm just not going to get all the achievements for some games. Like, Gears it, of War, yeah, like, there's no way, Cause, no way. Because, like, I've, like, since I started getting interested in achievements, I've already put down the line in my head that if this game has any multiplayer achievements, shut it off for achievement collecting. I mean, you can still try to collect achievements, but do not try to thousand point it or complete it. Yeah, and I'm I'm happy to say that I have never I've never met with someone online and then had like a, a multiplayer effect. game with someone that uh that the multiplayer was like dead. Like I almost did that with uh the darkness, but I just ended up not I ended up getting rid of that game before I attempted to do it. But uh I'm like there's I really like getting achievements. They're really nice. That little poop noise is awesome and if I'm playing a game with someone and it's like one of those things where you there's one in your sights, I I will go out of my way to do it. Like not out of my way, but if it's like get 20 kills with this weapon and I'm already at 16, I'm like, well shit, dude, I'll just do it. And uh, there's to the point now though, it depends a lot about how much I like the game. Because I was originally doing it. Like, I mean, I have um, the Avatar game. But that really, like, I got that from Gamefly. I had it here for ten minutes, and then I put it back in my mailbox. And that's fine with me. I was like, whatever, I'll just get a new game. It, to me, it was worth the one delivery to get it. Just for the hell of it. But, um, like, I, I try playing really, really bad games. Like, I'm trying to think of the game... Why? I guess it might be King Kong still, but there's just games that I I have tried to play, and then afterwards it's like, you know what, I really don't, I'm not enjoying this. Why am I doing this? And I guess one of the bigger things I can think of is I got all the flags in Assassin's Creed, which was like one of the most painful things I've ever done. And then afterwards when I got it, it was kind of like, yeah, I got a thousand points in that game, but I, it wasn't like really that great. Really, yeah, it was just kind of like, well, cool. So, I really, I just like getting achievements. And, like, you were talking about the uh, Lost and Gromit ones that were fun. That's part of the reason why I really, like my achievement, yeah, like, my achievement kind of thing really kicked up with Dead Rising. And that yeah, because those really have fun, fun achievements, like, jump this high, from this height, do this. Yeah, they're all super unique. And, like, put uh, ten masks on zombies, just kind of silly stuff it's not it's cool to have um like skill-based ones sure but like like beat the game on hard that's fine whatever but if it's all really bland stuff like that i i usually don't really uh care for it that much and especially like the like the big um the big thing is definitely multiplayer achievements that kills me when games do that and like um because most of the games they can't compete with stuff like Halo and Modern Warfare, so no one plays and multiplayer. Even if they are Halo and Modern Warfare, some of them are ridiculous to get. Yeah, you need to contribute a lot of time just to get maybe 25 points. So it's it's really hit or miss with that. Usually multiplayer achievements, really, I really don't like them. And then there's just 
there's just some achievements that are just bad. Like you just, like you're just like, what the hell is this in this game for? And the kind of the, uh, the big example that I've, I've heard quite often is uh, no firearms in Mirror's Edge. Uh, I got that achievement. I got it too, but it was a pain in the ass getting it. Uh, I didn't, I didn't like it at all. And then the next time I played it, because again I played it twice on hard to get the achievement. But the next time I played it when I used guns, it was much more fun because like you would be sniping people out, and it was just kind of fun. So. Like, that's an achievement that you're just like, why would you put this in here? Because it makes your game worse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I, I don't know. There's just certain achievements that I, I really... It's it's like almost different phases. Like, if it's a multiplayer, I'm probably not going to get it. If it's, um, if it's kind of in the... Like, if it's something that it's like I'm really close to, I will kind of curve around and get it. Like I said, if I have 16 kills with a certain weapon... I'll get, I'll go for the 20 kills achievement, but it, it's, I don't know, it's just, I really like getting them, but I'm getting more and more, like, whatever with it, and I definitely, I prefer seeing the 1,000 as opposed to the bigger scheme like number. Like 10,000 or 100,000 gamer score. Yeah, and I made the comment to you in IRC, I was like, you said that you don't, you didn't care about the overall number, and I said, try not caring when your score is 9,950, which is true, because I was stuck on, like, 38,000. I was in the 30,000 range for a long time, just because I wasn't really playing 360 games that much, and, like, when I finally got towards the end, it felt like it was taking forever, and then finally I broke through, and now I'm already at 40,600. 40, so, like, it's... It's definitely picking back up again, but when you get close to those big ones, you definitely are like, man, I gotta break it, I gotta get there. But I definitely care. I care more about my 1,000 for Dead Rising than I do my 40,000, whatever for overall. It's just it's a ni- it's a nice feeling when you complete a game. You know what I mean? But I don't know. I I like them, but there's also ones that make me just sick. Like just like whatever, dude. You suck. Especially, like, games that were ones that are, like, do this in a specific amount of time, where it's like they're rushing you through the game. I think Grand Theft Auto 4 had one like that, where it was, like, beat the game in 30 hours or something, which really doesn't, seems like a long time, but I don't know. I like achievements. (laughs) Uh, So, that's all I've been playing and all the topics I want to talk about, so we're going to go on to Carnage and what he's been playing. Yep. Um, okay, so first thing, uh, you know what, I'll start with uh, Deadliest Warrior, the, uh, the game of the year from 2010, for sure. Um, Deadliest Warrior is, uh, I think it's a, it's a Spike TV. exclusive. Yeah, it's, it's based off the Spike TV show with, um, a, where they take warriors or sometimes specific people throughout history and kind of put them in a fight and see who would win. Like, it'll be a Spartan versus a Samurai. Or a ninja uh, versus a pirate. Yeah, stuff like that. And um, it's the show itself, it's kind of, it's just entertaining to watch to me, but they certainly, it's not, like people have said, it's not really that scientific-based. I mean, the truth is that any one of these people could probably win against the other on the right day. But um, the, the uh, it's cool because like, they'll test weapons on, like, dummies, 
So you get to see how the samurai sword works and everything. So it's cool. So they decided to make a game about it. That tra- it's a fighting game, uh, kind of. It's and I, yeah. Can it's like have you ever? You probably have never played this game, but from what I hear, it's all Bushido Blade. Yes, that's I've heard that uh, comparison. Because it. Lot. Because you can kill someone in five hits, or whatever. You can kill someone in one hit. Really? Really. And so that's where... I say it's kind of a fighting game, because people that really like fighting games probably aren't going to like this game. And I really... I don't don't have anything against fighting games. I realize that they're pretty awesome, but I just have never put the time into one to be good at it. So... For me, I, I kind of bought this. I really bought this on a whim. So I, what it is is uh, there's a lot of luck involved, which sounds kind of terrible, but it's not, it doesn't, it's not bothersome at all, really. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually, I bought this and kind of talked about it all day, and it was, I was really just kind of joking because I realized that no one else was really going to be into this game, but I was like, oh, man, so you're going to buy this, right? And then finally I got Maxim, to buy it. And I was like, holy, holy shit, I can't believe he did this. So then we played it, and he, the more he played it, the more he really liked it. And then he finally started telling me that this, he just was really into this game. And um, I think his words were that he liked it better than Soul Calibur. So it's just, it's a very unique game. Like, so there's eight people to play as, which it really isn't that much. It's but a small roster, yeah. They're, they're each unique enough. So like, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. There's Ninja, Samurai, Pirate, Viking, Knight. Gladiator. Uh, or Centurion or Centurion, what? Um, Spartan, and then one more that I missed. The guy from Hawaii? Is oh, that? Apache. The oh. Apache. Just like an Indian. So that's it. And some of, they do have their differences. It's actually the Centurion and the Spartan are really, like, stupid similar. Like, I don't like the centurion he's my least favorite character and he seems kind of it's weird that he's in that game with the way the spartan plays just like him but like there's primary weapons which you know whatever the for the spartan is a short sword but then there's secondary weapon which for him is a spear and you can switch back and forth and they act differently like the primary or the secondary weapon is usually for like longer range and there's also a throwing weapon which is where a lot of the luck comes in, because you can get one-hit kills with most of these throwing weapons. And the matches, as weird as it sounds, a lot of the matches don't last more than seven seconds. Because you run up, and if you get one good combo on the guy, they'll die. And that'll be the end of the match. But the game works so quickly that, like, me and, like, me and Maxim, we played, like... 40 matches in a matter of a half hour or an hour and it was like I would throw a spear and it would impale him in the head and kill him in one hit and we both just started cracking up because that's just like he wouldn't get pissed off and be like that's unfair that's cheap it's just like funny and silly almost so it's just kind of and you can you can cut people's arms off you can and they break can their play, legs right if yeah if you cut their arm off they they can't you like if they limited no more throwing weapons and no more um, secondary weapons, but they can still fight, but they'll bleed out, so then they really need to kind of kick it into gear. 
Yeah, I, I heard that yeah, you're allowed like three weapons or three throwing weapons for long range attacks. Well, some people like the um the Viking who is kind of like my favorite character. He has two spears. It's like they they it's different for each character. Like the Spartan only has one spear, and that's it. But the Viking has two spears. But you also, as you go through the arcade mode, you unlock more stuff for each character. Like, each character, for each weapon, they have an alternate and then an alternate, like, costume, which actually does affect their stats. Like, if their armor is... It could be better built for speed so that it can they can get hurt easier. So, like, the upgrade for this uh, Viking's range attack is a double spear throw. So he throws both spears at once, which is... It's really cool, but then that's it. You're out of spears. And, um, the characters are really, they're really, uh, cool. Like, most of them are really unique, and that's why I don't really like the Centurion that much. But, like, the pirate is really cool, and he actually has the only gun in the game. He has a flintlock pistol. And he also, you can, you, uh, can unlock a shotgun, a blunderbuss for him. But the pistol's really cool. And it's just, the game is really almost, like, cheesy, but it's just so fun. Like, there was, while Maxim and I was playing, there was, like, four fights in a row where I threw a spear as soon as it said, go, and I decapitated him. And, like, it, it, it was, it's just a, it's not one of those games where you get so competitive about it. We were both just laughing, like, I can't believe that just happened. And it's just fun. It's just ridiculously fun, I think. It's, I really, it was $10, and I really got my money's worth the day I bought it. And then between playing with him and then also just playing more, because I, I have been going for the achievements on the game, because they're pretty cool. They're unique achievements. Like, one of them is called That Was Sparta, and it's Kill 300 Spartans. So it's they have neat little achievements, but uh, it's just a really fun kind of uh, game. And I, like I said, it's one of those things where if someone's like, hey, should I buy this? I'll go, probably not, <laughs> or Try the trial. I mean, that's basically, you know, try the trial for everything. Which I tried to do, but I didn't get around to it. Yeah, you definitely you definitely should, because it's like, it's not, there are combos, but it's not any better than simply going up and just hitting the high attack button six times. You know what I mean? Like, there's just... It's there's, not as much memorized. It's a different kind of fighting game. Yeah, I mean, there are strategies you can do, like... There's a, a specific level that takes place because there's only like six, five or six levels. They're actually all pretty Blind. poorly done, kind of. Like they assign like one level to two characters, which like they have like a bamboo Asian garden for the samurai and the ninja. But um, there's a level that takes place in the like the training facility that the show is takes place in and they have pigs hanging from the ceiling and you can like run behind them and people's ammo will get stuck in it so there's like there's a little bit of strategy i guess but it's really more like luck and just kind of being silly but the game is it's awesome and there's also fatalities and some of them are like really cool i mean like the game is really bloody i wasn't expecting it to be this bloody at all because there's decapitations there's all kinds of stuff but the fatalities are some of them, actually, like, two of them, I think the Apaches and probably the Spartans are kind of lame. The Spartan just kind of does that. Have you know the movie Troy, where he just jumps and kind of stabs the guy in the back of the, in the, under the shoulder blade and then keeps running? That's all the Spartan does. But, like, the pirate, he'll get on his knees and, like, drink, take a big gulp of some alcohol and then shoot the guy 
point blank right in the face. And it's just like, whoa, that's kind of crazy. It's just it really – it's a fun game. It's really fun. Is it – I won't recommend it to really anybody or everybody. I just try the trial. And how, if, how much is it? Ten or fifteen? Ten bucks. Hmm. And, like, I mean, using the logic of before, if you go, like, I got my money's worth, because rather than go see some weird movie that I was, that I'll think is moderate, I definitely got my money's worth out of this. Because in total, I've probably put ten hours into it, just goofing off, and it's just fun. Part of the reason why I'm afraid of this game is because I'm afraid all the fun is gone. Because, like, some games like this, like, with you and Maxim, it's kind of, like, over already, it feels like. Like, it had a really short lifespan, and it's going to die soon. Well, we did uh, we did get Draco. Yeah. And we need to still play with him, because he hasn't played with anybody. So I think... I think Does it have, like, a tournament mode where multiple people can be in? There is. They're one of the achievements is win a tournament. Really? So, yeah. And that, I don't that's know... something Street Fighter Four didn't even have. <laughs> Well, that's the that's the other thing I was going to mention. The, the only f- big flaw I can I can personally find with this game, because I mean, you know, other people will be like, it's not a really good fighting game, which whatever. But the only, the biggest flaw is whenever Maxim or I wanted to change characters, we would have to completely back out of a match mm-hmm. and then send another invite, which is kind of weird. Like it's that's just kind of a weird, almost barbaric caveman old thing that would happen, but. It, it's not a huge deal because between me or him sending one, we would have the other another match up in about ten seconds, so it's not a huge deal. But it, it's just kind of a weird thing. But that's the, that's the only actual problem I have with the game. Uh, I'm I don't mind the style. The um the characters move in a three D plane, but very uh freely. Like it it's almost like it plays like a regular three D adventure game. Kind of, if that makes any sense. Like, the way that they move. But it's fighting and everything. So, it's just... It's a cool game. And some... It's got unlockables, which is nice. It's got a little bit of customization. You can change the color of everyone's costume. And, uh... The characters all are unique enough and funny. Like, the, uh... The Centurion screams, I'll stab you in the neck! After he wins. Which is just, like, a really funny, stupid thing for them to say. But, uh... And the the knight has this like Darth Vader esque voice, and he's like die evil van- evil spirit or something. It's it's just a fun game, and I would suggest trying the trial, but it's it's going to be a hit or miss for a lot of people. I can I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really all I got. I mean, I definitely I I love it. It's really fun, and it's just. It is just really fun. That's just the base of it. Well, the only reason I would ever buy this game is because I wanted to play it with friends. But. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's fun as hell. I was actually surprised that he bought it, because I was just kind of like joking around with people all day about, hey, did you buy it yet? And then when he said that he was going to, I was like, holy hell. And then the the more he played it, the more he... Like, you could tell that he really liked it as well, and... This sounds retarded on here, but I really, with his opinion of games, he li- he's kind of not snobby, but he likes good stuff. So I I don't know. I take that as a thing to go by. It's a uh, good game. I like it. It's fun. But yeah, that's that's about it for uh, Deadliest Warrior. 
Are you? Is is that good for you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got me interested, so yeah. Um, the let's the other game. One of the other games I've been playing is a uh, Dragon Age Origins still. And if you will recall, I've kind of I've basically been playing this game since Christmas when I got it. But there was a I got to a section in the game where I got stuck and kind of frustrated. It was called the Fade, and um, I finally pushed myself through it. And then I st- I, I kept playing the game and I got like really really sucked into it. And then I ended up beating it. I was like awesome. And but there was like so many like moments where I was like shit. I don't know if this is the right decision. Like there was moments where I actually had to take time and think about the decision. I was like, God, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then immediately after I beat the game, I started a new character. And then you, and then you started another new character, didn't you, after that? I started a, another new one last night. But um, You love this I, game. Yes, I absolutely love it. And uh, my total time for my first playthrough was 47 hours. And then I, I beat it again. I, I, I beat it twice, technically, in the past week. And my second playthrough, which was much more thorough than my first one, like I did many more side quests, was actually only 35 hours. So I, I think it might have just been more of like I know I knew what to do with like the fade. It only took the fade took me one tenth of the time. So the uh, this game is really really amazing. I uh, I I genuinely the funny thing that I was I I've I hate bringing not hate it but uh once again with maxim is he jokingly said games are ruined for me now because of dragon age and i kind of laughed and then now that i finished it i feel the exact same way it's because you know that i'm a big fan of storytelling Mm -hmm. and uh this game had the best the most dynamic and best way of storytelling i can possibly think of because some of the things you do carry so much far yeah, carry so far into the game. Like, if just for an example, is that the the character Leliana, which I've joked about on here like a few times. Um, I actually ended up really getting into her character. Like, I really, really liked her. Mm-hmm. And then there was like, there got to the point where she basically came out and told me that she loved me. So we became a couple, basically. And then the the older mage at the camp, she was like. Are you sure you two should really be in a relationship? And this conversation came out of nowhere. And I was just kind of like, like, it was almost kind of amazing that she saw that happening. Or in the other playthrough I had, earlier on, I had a thing going with the girl Morgan, who is another female character. And then as that got further on, and I, Leliana and I once again kind of started getting our thing on, Liliana said, you need to go tell her that it's over or else we're not going to get together. And the things that, like, just different things that carry through the game, it's just kind of like, wow, I can't believe this. You really end up creating a character that matters, which is really cool. Like, um, during the uh, epilogue, and obviously no spoilers or anything, but they go through, they mention the tiniest side quests and, like, the long-term effect of most of them. And it's just really cool. You're like, wow, I can't believe doing that had that big of an effect later on down the road. It's just, it's a, the game absolutely blows my mind. And I, uh, I really kind of want to play it again because I'm having that effect where now that I'm done the game, I'm kind of bummed out that it's over. 
which is kind of one of the reasons I went back and played it. And the funny thing about going back and playing it is I didn't change really anything about my character aside from the class. Like, I still was a human noble, and I still ended up with Leliana and, like, being friends with the same people and everything. So I just wanted to play it again, basically. And the uh, the story, just the way it changes and the way it unfolds is just amazing to me. And um, I'm genuinely kind of, no, I'm not even worried. I'm just really bummed out about the way the sequel apparently is coming along. Because it sounds like almost all the things you do in this game aren't going to matter at all. And um, it's just, I, I can't, I honestly can't really say enough about how much I love it. Going back now, it's, if I played this in 2010, it probably, it definitely would have been my game of the year. And uh, in in the long run, I mean, I'm, tr- I'm, I try not to be one of those people that, like, right after you finish something, since it's so, it's on your mind, it's like the greatest thing ever, do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. But I think... Like if I let it time to if I give it time to cool down, it will still easily be one of my five favorite games ever. That's how much I really love love this game, and uh, I I'm just soaked for it and for just I don't know I just like the game a lot. And uh, going back to achievements, I actually ended up I only have two more achievements left in the base game in the original game, and then I have to play Awakening still, which is supposedly like another twenty hours which is kind of nuts. And then I have to play this other downloadable content. And they just announced more, mm-hmm. which is cool. But it's supposedly not going to have any... It's not going to be related to, like, your character or anything. But, yeah, I'm, Awakenings is going to be kind of hard to play for me because they apparently they do a really bad job at kind of... Putting them together. Yeah, putting... The, like, none of the characters from origins make it into awakening except for like a brief cameo or one of like one of them of a brief cameo of alistair basically mm-hmm. and um that and which is weird because if i i translate my character and the way it ends is basically leliana and i are practically married and then she's not in awakenings at all you know mm-hmm. like, that's just weird but uh all the characters are awesome i i love the game it's the combat also is as much as i wasn't into it, I started really getting into meticulously giving everyone the right skills and doing the right things. So that even ended up being really fun to me, even though you're only pressing really the A button and then the occasional special attack. But Dragon Age Origins, love this game. 50,000 thumbs up. God damn it. It's amazing. I really love it. You need to get it, Muzz. And you said you were going to try some other Bioware games, because I suggested them to you? Oh, KOTOR, yeah. Um, I I do really want to play that, because... Just because I guess that's where the whole the whole thing started, I guess? Kind of, with, like... Kind of! It, it was, like, Bioware like, choices. It, I mean, like, Bioware made games before this, and they all had stories and stuff like this, but the, that was, like, the first one that kind of implemented the same design choices like still like not being an art like a real-time tactics game like some of the right. never winter nights games were but uh the but that was like their first one and i love that game so much and also you said you might go back into mass effect yeah the thing is i really want to play mass effect now and my reasoning my reasons for doing it are a little 
weird. The, and this is literally it. I want to play Mass Effect 1 so that I can play Mass Effect 2. That's literally it. And because I want to see how things carry over between the two titles and There's a lot because, of, I there's a lot of carryover. Yeah, like, and like I, you love like you love that idea. Like yeah. there there'll be this reporter that you can beat up in Mass Effect 1. You can beat up that same reporter in Mass Effect 2. That's awesome. Like that kind of stuff is what I would expect from Dragon Age 2. But like and they they do say that there is going to be carryover stuff. But because the way you're playing a static carrier, a character with that's Hulk, you know, and it takes place in a different place, kind of, I don't know. But yeah, I, I really do want to kind of go into Mass Effect again so I can get to 2, because 2 came out after Dragon Age, so it should be even more improved as far as different, uh, just the way different it is. But I don't know. I, I think... This was my first Bioware game I've completed, if that sounds insane. So I didn't really feel I didn't really feel it when people were like, "Man, Bioware is amazing." I was just kind of like, "Yeah, whatever." So um, yeah, now I'm I, I just I love the game so much. I really want to kind of go and play Mass Effect and Kotor. I have Kotor too, and I've played it, but it didn't necessarily grab me. So. Even when playing Kotor. One, even after playing Kotor one, Kotor two will not grab you. It's at least it didn't for me. It wasn't. It, it wasn't even made by the same developer. Oh really? It well, was made by the guys who are doing Fallout New Vegas and Al- Alpha Protocol. Well, those the uh, Alpha Protocol is supposed to be pretty good with the choices too. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So th- I mean, that's Dragon Age Origins. I I really can't talk about it enough. It's it's pretty awesome. But um, another game I've been playing is uh, Just Cause 2. I finally got this for 40 bucks at GameStop. I think it's a sale, actually, this week. But uh, I got it for 40 bucks, And this is a game I've been meaning to get since the demo came out. Because the demo is a half hour long, and I've played it in completion probably ten times. So, like, I've played the demo more hours than I've played most of my games. And I finally got it, and uh, it's it's it doesn't disappoint. It's basically mindless fun. It um you play as some guy I can't even remember his name, but uh, they call him Scorpion or Scorpio or whatever. And basically, it's a watered not watered down, but the story is very very soft or <laughs> fluffy. I don't know. It's it, it's simple. Yes, it's very simple. It's basically, you work for this agency, this guy who worked for our agency is bad now, you gotta find him and kill him. And that's the gist. But they also, they have like, gangs that you need to do missions for. But they have this mechanic that I really like in games, which is where you're given a world or a place, and then you progressively change it. Which I really, I, for some reason that, specific thing I love. Like in Assassin's Creed 2, you get the villa, and you can slowly upgrade it and make it look nicer. And just things like that, for some reason, set my brain off, and I freak out, and I like doing it. So this map is about a million times bigger. I can, You know what? It's actually, in comparison to Oblivion, I think it's like five times bigger, or something like that. It's, it's, an, it's a huge map. It's really big. And, um... 
basically the missions are like they give you little destinations and you go and you blow everything up in the area and then you leave and go somewhere else and blow everything up in the area and then you'll get a story mission which is like a gang going hey we need to go take off the take over this area which guess what that entails blowing everything up in the area so it's really a, a game full of explosions and there's skydiving and parachutes and it's just a really fun sandbox game and the funny thing is this is one of the like better sandbox games that i've played and i really like sandbox games like i prefer most games to actually take that route just because i like saying oh here's a world a world for me to just to run around in and uh between this and dragon age like dragon age story-wise and this fun open worldness games really are gonna be down the tubes for me because it's just so fun to run around and do shit and uh I played I played this game I think my clock my timer said five hours and I had four percent of everything completed which is amazing that's there's so much time and uh room or whatever you want to call it just so much work you can put into this game that it's just and I plan on doing it I plan on at least getting that 75 Mm-hmm. Which is what the last achievement calls for. Which it's kind of cool that they don't make you do the hundred. But well, that would be hard. Yeah, but uh, they also they, they don't. The cool thing about these collect the collectibles and stuff is they aren't really hidden. They're just kind of there, like out of the way almost. Like if you run by a building, there might be one sitting in front of the building. And you're like, oh, let me go get it. And each each uh, kind of place is small enough to where you'll never spend that mu- that long looking for them so it's it's kind of nice it's not like you're going to be like killing someone like where the fuck is the last goddamn thing but you'll always just kind of like it's around here somewhere i'll find it but uh ghost Calls 2 is super fun i i genuinely don't really know what's going on in the story the voice acting is terrible it's so so bad it, to the point where i think they almost did it on purpose because it's that terrible, but it's just uh, like cheese factor. Yeah, it it totally is. But it, the game is so fun, and uh, I've barely even unlocked any of the weapons or really anything. But you get through the game by destroying things, and that's just fun. That's just really how it is. So uh, yeah, I I wouldn't say I love it, but it's it's really fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, do you have any questions about it? Mm, how's the grappling hook? Awesome. It's so awesome. I, I uh, grappled some guy to a helicopter and took off <laughs> with him hanging from it. And that's, he eventually just, I dove out of the helicopter and parachuted away while the, car- the helicopter crashed with him on it. <laughs> like, it's just, I, I always have liked games where you get to screw around with the enemies. Mm-hmm. If, like, that probably sounds weird, but, like, Destroy All Humans I really liked because you got to pick them up. And Force Unleashed I really liked because I just like screwing with things. And you get to do that. So, like, if you grapple some guy to a exploding canister and you shoot it, it'll take off and he'll zip around with it. And it's so funny. But the game is really just all about having fun and being stupid. And it's uh, it works. It's... Very good. And for forty dollars, you get so much content for your money. So yeah, I would definitely, definitely recommend getting it. It's really fun. 
And um, the last game I have here, I also haven't really played this a whole, whole lot, but I feel like I have a good enough just to talk about. I uh, I got Death Spank after really, for some reason, I didn't really even like the trial that much, but I still went ahead and bought it because I'm stupid like that. Wow. And um, it's, it's kind of cool. It's got this, it's definitely got a unique gameplay to it. Like, I've never played Diablo. Okay. So... And I know that this what it's basically Diablo. The thing about that is loot, correct? Like that's kind of yeah. The gist of it, which and that's what this is. But uh, it's it's very it's Ron Gilbert is that his name? Yep. Monkey and Island. He was guy. he was from Monkey Island and stuff like that. So it's a lot of it is based around humor, and the humor has been very Hit not licking with me at all, and. Some of, like, actually, there might have been once where I went, huh, that's kind of funny. But, like, I've never, I haven't, certainly haven't laughed, but I haven't really even thought that's kind of funny. And the problem with this is, Death Spank, who is the main character, his voice grates on my nerves so badly. And they give you dialogue options, like, to kind of extend conversations, but I don't want to do any of them because I can't stand his voice. And we were talking about this earlier before we started recording that, to me, it sounds just like Captain Quark from the Ratchet and Clank games. And I love that character, Captain Quark, but I think that's because he is a side character that isn't there a whole, whole lot. But since it's the, uh, he's, you're the main character in this game and you speak to everyone, because that, that's how it is. It's basically an adventure game. You go around and accept quests from people. And, his voice just bothers me so badly. And um, the gameplay, like the fighting is, I'm going to say button mashing, but that's probably isn't right, I guess. But you get each, you get each a weapon is for each uh, button, Y, A, B, or X, or whatever you're playing it on. So press B to use the axe, press A for the sword, whatever. And then there's also a blocking button. And then that's it. Really, and then you can use your items with the D-pad. And the, I can tell one of the major factors about this game is supposed to be the humor. And since it's not clicking with me, it, I'm probably missing a bigger chunk of the enjoyment. But um, it's it's okay. It's not t- the art style. I think is actually really cool. It's kind of this like it's very uh, co- bright and colorful, very whimsical. Which is cool. It looks it, the art style looks really, really funny. Not funny, but cool. And um, that part I really like. But it, it's just it's not really grabbing me. I do plan on playing it more and beating it since I paid fifteen dollars for it, just like I did with Limbo. I've been uh, I also bought Hydra Thunder, but I really haven't played that enough to talk about. But yeah, the Death Spank is it, it's okay. I don't from know. what you played. From what I've played, yes. And I will play more. I just... I, just, I can't see... There's enough. not going to be any... Uh, there's not going to be any major gameplay, like, revelations throughout the game. So it's just... Hopefully it gets funnier and more interesting. But, yeah. That's, uh... That's it. That's, that's me. Yeah, that's all I've played as well. But basically, in, sum- in, in summary, by Dragon Age, that game's awesome. But, uh, yeah, I, I guess now we will move on to some nice stories. 
Anyway, children, wasn't that a wonderful story? Wasn't that a wonderful fucking story for you to hear? And, uh, Muzz, you can uh, go. I, I just, I shortened my list a little because I haven't finished a couple books and I really think I should finish them before I really start talking about them. That's fine. Uh, really, all I've read is the first uh, issue or whatever volume of Scott volume. Pilgrim's Precious Little Life. Yeah, uh, that's what it's called. And some flowers can kill me for saying this, but I like Scott Pilgrim. It's awesome, isn't it? Yeah, I mean he's a douchebag character, but oh uh, yeah, he is. He totally is. But that's that's the uh, thing we had. Sunflower has been. Dissing that's, Pilgrim. He's been, well, he's been messing around with the people that like it. That's all he's doing, really. Well, and he changed my tagline, but... Enough. Yeah. But, like, he just does this. He picks something and he fucks with people about it. And he picked Scott Pilgrim, and that's fine. And he keeps saying that he doesn't like the main character. And I, that's kind of... The point. This almost seems like a, a, a cop-out, but that's the point. His character is kind of a... He's the unlikable... Guy. Anti-hero or whatever, but yeah. some father doesn't even say he's an anti-hero. He's just a jerk. Well, the funny thing—I usually like anti-heroes, but uh, I mean, I like no, I like his—I like his character because yeah. this is going to sound bad because I can almost relate to him in a lot of ways, especially with his bad absent-mindedness. Science. Well, like you've only read the first uh, first volume, but there's a a brief part, and this is actually. In sum, in summary of all the books, this is one of my favorite parts, and it's it's not a big deal or anything. But he's out with his friends at a restaurant eating nachos, and he gets so involved with eating them that everyone's speech bubbles start fizzling out, and you can't read them. So it's it's showing you that he's like that absent-minded that he's zoning in on just eating, even though they're in the middle of an important conversation. And that's like that to me is like if I could wrap his character up in like one kind of page that would be it and i always really really liked that part so i like i can kind of relate to him especially with some of his worst problems with girls and everything but it's uh the first volume was cool right like the the, the um it's it starts off kind of normal enough you know what i mean not well kind of well, i, I mean, guess like i mean if like since i already knew what the premise was but if i read I this when it first came out I wouldn't expect that the boyfriend would come crashing down through the ceiling in a flying position. Like, that that was kind of like a, whoa, where did that come from kind of thing. But uh, it's I really like the the whole premise, and the video game references are awesome. Also, so you liked it, right? Yeah, it was a little weird with knives, but... Yeah, she's uh, an interesting character. And how he treats her, kind of... Yeah, he treats he he's an asshole. Like that's that's really his character. But the problem is he doesn't realize it. Like he doesn't he just doesn't know. So like he's kind of stupid, I guess. But uh, the the cool thing about the series, which I really like, is all of the characters that are like ever mentioned really kind of have weight throughout the rest throughout every single book. Like they're almost always in every book with a little something here or there. So it's just cool. Um, uh, yeah. Just one last thing. I'm not paying what I paid for the original because it was way too short and way too expensive. I had to pay the full price, so twelve bucks. Yeah. The. Uh, oh, you know what? Shit! I didn't. I should talk about. I, I'll the final volume. Yeah, I read that. 
But uh, don't spoil it. But oh, I'm not go gonna for spoil it. But um, yeah, that's expensive. Like I said, I got all of mine for six dollars, except the final volume, which I paid eleven ninety five for. So yeah, yeah me but, too um, for the first one. <laughs> the final volume is like two hundred and fifty pages. What? Yeah, it's it's the longest of them. It's the longest of them. Because this one but, is uh, like ten. What? No, the first I, one's I, 150. What? It is not 150. It's like I think it is. It's around there. It's like 100. It, well, it's yeah, shorter. but I mean, it's uh, since I don't read comics on a regular basis, it was long to me, especially because the only other graphic novel I own is Joker, which is like 50 some pages. Mm. So I I thought they were all pretty good length, but um. They they are kind of expensive full price. That's probably the only reason I'm saying that. But and then I don't get uh, that color either. Sorry, because there's no color in the book. Because that 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 makes me feel better. It's like, well, they spent all that money to make this book look amazing, and it's like I'm still paying the price for a regular comic book that has full color in it, a regular comic book volume, and it costs more. Or it costs about the same. I'm not getting color, and it's kind of short, so I don't know. Um, the the fourth one has a colored section in it, and awesome. the fourth one's actually my favorite volume. So I would, I don't know. I think I, if you can get past the price, you should read them. Well, I'm gonna get past it. It's just it's a little kind of it's a, yeah. It's hard to swallow a little bit. Yeah. But um, the the final book, uh, Scott Pilgrim's Finest Hour. I uh I got it the day it came out actually just cuz I was that I really liked the series that much that I went to the only comic book store I even know exists around me and I got it and then afterwards I found out they sell them at Barnes and Noble so I'm retarded <laughs> but um I went to the comic book shop and got That's it That's where I got mine um and I read it and it's 250 some pages or it's close and I finished it, it seemed quicker than the rest of them. And oh, because you were first, deciding for the ending or whatever? Could be, but I, I was originally really, really disappointed. Mm. Like, I was like, oh, wow, that's how this ends. And not that the story was bad, it was just kind of like, it, it felt very anticlimactic. So and, no, um, it kills Dumbledore. No, absolutely, there's none of that, but, uh... And then afterwards, it was one of those things where I put it down, and I kind of thought about it, and then I picked it back up, and it kind of, like, flipped through it, and I was like, you know what, that was kind of cool. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, they really do tie up a lot of loose ends, that it's, with, like, every character has their own little ending, which is really kind of nice. And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a good ending. It's, the more I say that, the more it probably still is my least favorite of the six. Really? But it's still... Well, maybe the first one was my least favorite. But well, uh, I didn't like the first one that much. No, I mean, the I first one, the, Because the first one is relatively... Uh, I say normal in quotation marks, but it's relatively normal, where the rest of them are like very open about this evil ex-boyfriend video game references and everything. Well, the first one kind of sets it up and then surprises you with the fight. And then uh, this one... It felt like there was a lot of action, but not a whole lot of substance to it. Mm-hmm. And that he does this thing where, like, some pages he leaves totally blank for, like, effect. You know, after, like, something big Sounds happens. like a crazy person, but go on. 
Yeah, and uh, so you're kind of just like, it almost felt like a lot of the book was empty, but after I thought about it for a long time, it, it was it was a good book. Or it was a good ending. I just volume four is my favorite, and everything like it three, four, and five are like really really good. They it just gets better and better, and then the last one kind of took a step back. But the I like the series, and once again, I'm stoked for the movie. So, yeah, that was uh, I read that. Uh, I forgot all about putting that on here. But, um, other book I've been reading, and I'm gonna, uh, I don't know. Oh, wow. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a book, Starcraft Universe, and it's called Arthas Rise of the Lich King, which is about Arthas rising to be the Lich King. And, uh, the reason I really, I, I read Warcraft books because I really like that universe, and I know people feel like, Books based on video games are like a lesser form of literature. I don't know about that. I like video game books. Like a lot of people, like, oh, you read the Halo books, and it's like, well, yeah, they're kind of cool. But uh, the most of the, I've read two other books based on Warcraft, and they've both been really good. Like, I, I would never say they're one of my favorite books, but they expand on a lot of the characters that I've known to really like and all that stuff. And this Arthas is my favorite character from the universe, and he's kind of the, the one of their main characters. I mean, he his story takes place during Warcraft 3, which is he starts out and he's like the, the prince of the entire nation and he is the golden boy as they say and he's like all about justice and good and of course he takes the he basically loses his mind and turns into the Lich King who is the biggest enemy in the entire World Warcraft. So it's cool because I really like that idea of this person being perfect and falling to being, like, the worst bad guy ever. Like, you know how, I don't know, one of my favorite sayings is, you know, in uh, The Killing Joke, how he says all it takes is one bad day, the Joker says this, mm -hmm. to lose your mind and turn crazy? That's that's what this story kind of illustrates. But, uh, so I read this story because I really liked I really like the story. It sounds weird because it's like I'm reading a story that I already know because I expect I, to learn more about it. Do you know what I mean? That's like, kind of like how the Mass Effect first book was like. Really? Like, was it just telling this first game over again? Basically? Well, no, no, no. I wasn't telling the game. It was telling the story that uh, Anderson told you. Oh, okay, yeah. It was telling that. So you knew the story. But it went into a lot more detail. It just filled in the blanks. Yeah. Well, the problem with this is it doesn't really fill in the blanks. Mm. Like it's, I've read, I've read the entire book. It was a decent, uh, I think it was like three hundred some pages, and uh, it's separated into three sections. It's just the golden boy, which is him as a kid, and then the golden girl, who is based on this other character named Jaina, who he has kind of a love interest with, and she still remains as one, basically his antithesis. He's she's like the best good guy in the Warcraft universe, and then there's the Dark Lady, which is about the girl named Sylvanas, and the story really like there's the story about how he turned. There was this kind of part where he disappeared into the frozen tundra and then returned back, like already changed. And I kind of thought that they were going to tell you what happens during them, but literally the chapter goes from him running into running into the tundra, and then the next chapter is him coming back. Mm -hmm. I was like, 
So they really don't expand on the idea of him doing this at all. They just basically fill in little details here and there. And, like, some of the really, really big bad guys from the game, like, one of the bigger bad characters, Kel'Thuzad, is mentioned in the book, but very briefly only on one page. And he gets, like, the sentence is, Arthur struck him down. Mm. And it's, that's it. And I was reading the book to figure out more about that character. You and know they didn't mean? do anything. No, it's basically, it just basically retold the, the same exact story I knew, but with more little details here and there about how he specifically was, his childhood and stuff. And uh, the other thing about the book that is really, it's not written very well at all. The, uh, I'm not usually one to criticize that, but you know how certain words are unique enough that if they get mentioned more than once, it, it sticks Sounds out? Sounds weird. Well, like, sh- sh- this chick, it's a girl named Christy Golden that wrote this book. She uses the phrase, lips curled into a grin, all <laughs> oh, the time. Uh, that's weird. And, like, it's such a specific, weird phrase that it sticks out every time she says it. And that's it's just funny. like, what the hell are you doing? Like, do you not know how else to tell someone smiled? And it's kind of like there's a band I like that in their CD, they mention the word chandelier six times. And that's such a weird word that it, like, you're like, what are you doing? Like, you know what I mean? It just sticks out. So th- she mentions this exact sentence so many times that it's just like, I don't, you're freaking me out with this. Stop. So I read the book, but I was not impressed with it. It, uh, it's, it just, and especially because it's basically Warcraft's most iconic character, and it's his story like, the most important story, like, if they make, or when they make the Warcraft movie, I wouldn't be surprised if that wasn't the story they chose to tell. Mm-hmm. And they, she didn't do anything with it. It was very shallow and very bleh, and I was very disappointed. So, yeah. The book, it sucked. I wouldn't read it. If you want to see what really happens, watch the cutscenes from Warcraft 3, because they're much goddamn better. And that's, that's really, I mean... It, the you just see him be a good person and then a bad person and then get to the frozen throne and become the Lich King. And that's all you really need to know about the story, apparently. So, whatever. The books, it was bad. And I paid, like, 15 bucks for it. So, I was not impressed. Not very good. So, uh, that's that's all I've been reading. So, now we can move on to getting our popcorn ready. We can get our delicious popcorn ready. All I want to know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? And uh, we both uh, we both Some saw movie, and it's the same movie, and it's it's a pretty big one. So uh, you know what? You you tell me what you thought of Inception first. Uh, I liked it. You liked it? Yep. Uh, basically, I, most people who are watching this probably have already know what the plot is. You, basically, it has people go into people's minds while they're sleeping. Well, mine are dreams while they sleep, and they have this machine that hooks them up to it and stuff like that, and it's cool. Kind of matrixy. Yeah, it's very matrixy. Um, I just don't have that much to say about it, except that I liked it. And that I thought Leonardo DiCaprio was good in it, but like at the beginning of the movie, I was like, "Is he really going to be Shutter Island?" And he was Shutter Island in that movie. 
He was just like a Shutter Island character. He talked. I didn't see Shutter Island. He sounded a lot like him, and he but, looked uh, a lot like him too. So that didn't help because he was the same person. But um, th- this movie I thought was fucking awesome. Yeah, I like it. I actually kind of want to go see it again. Yeah. To be honest. Um, it's this. I actually went to see it without knowing what it was about. Me too. Like I saw one trailer, like a teaser trailer for it, and I was like, I don't know what this is, but it looks cool. And it's got the actors in the movie do a fantastic job, really. And uh, it's got Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who I kind of have a man crush on. I really, really like him. And he says that he might be the Riddler. Um. I'm beyond excited for that because I think he would really fit in that role. And uh, he does a really good job in this movie, too. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio does good. I Like you said, he does good. I don't really know... I keep trying to think of movies with him in it that I really like, and I usually can't. Cause, but I think... Because yeah. the thing is, like, all I can think of is Titanic, then Shutter Island, then this, and that's it. Well, I think the more I think about it, the more I really like that movie, Catch Me If You Can, with uh, Tom Hanks in it. Have yeah. you seen that? That's a good movie. What I does like. that have to do with... Is he in it? Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio's in it. Oh, okay. I was like, what does that have to do with it? He's one of the main characters, but... Uh, I have not seen that movie in a while. Oh, it's a, it's a pretty good movie, but... um, yeah. the, This movie was... It's very... uh, It's very weird, and it's... I was worried at first that it was going to be one of those movies that you are, like, lost 90% of the time, but it, it, it thankfully wasn't. And I, like, I'm not, not to be conceited, I guess, but I'm, I'm really good at picking out what's going to happen before it happens, and it pisses my friends off so bad, because I'll, like, lean over and be like, like, you know, he was dead the whole time, whatever, you know? And they'll be like, what? And then when it happens, they just look at me like, really? Like for Shutter Island, I guess the twist before. And I have yeah, and I, I, it's a good twist, but I can't believe you did that. That's mean to Shutter Island. But Shutter Island, the trailer did kind of give it away. Yeah, it, it definitely did. Like I, it was kind of blatant, but um, it, this movie's awesome. It's it's you can't go too much into it without giving stuff away. But uh, should we give it away or keep it secret? Um, like a dream. Well, I mean, can we do, like, a spoiler warning and then, like, talk about it and then end it? Can we do that? Uh, I guess so, yeah. I'll tell, I'll give you times, so, and you edit it, I'll do that. Okay, so what do you want to talk about? It's called Inception. I want to talk about what you thought of, what you thought about the ending. I think it didn't need to be that. I don't think... Oh, you didn't like it? I didn't think it needed it. Oh my god, I loved that ending. Like, that was my favorite part of the whole movie. Like, not every movie has to be like, oh, leave it up to your interpretation, I just feel. I don't see a lot of movies that do that, though. Well, all big movies, I feel. Like, like, I don't know, but... But, I mean, what did you think? Like, what, what side of it are you on? Was it real or no? One thing got me. Why is the grand? Isn't the grand? How did Leonardo DiCaprio get to the grandfather, and then the grandfather got to the children? That confused me. What do you mean? Well, in the beginning oh, like, of the movie, like when he, he says when he visit them. Well, at the beginning of the movie, he talks to the uh, 
Leon, uh, the dad, or now I just his father-in-law, his father, or whatever, uh, and uh, who is played by Michael Caine. Yeah, that's Michael Caine, Caine, or I hope so. Uh, Anyway, uh, and he's in England because. Obviously, if you've seen the movie, because this is a spoiler warning, uh, you know that he he killed basically kind of kills his wife, kind of whatever. Yes. But um, uh, so how did Michael Caine's character get all the way back to England? Why did for one why and how did Michael Caine's character get to America before Leonardo DiCaprio and that was my really only question. If that's that could either just be a poorly done plot hole or maybe they took longer time to prep for the job or something. But yeah, that's a good point. Like that could That be, was my and I would never have even thought about it had there not been that twist or whatever that was. It's a it's a leave it to you, up to your mind. Yeah, and I I totally loved that because like it was spinning and I like I got this I was like damn like and that was probably uh, and then that moving longer shit. than Avatar because that would be the longest because there was no title sequence to that movie. Um, I actually I I don't think it was as long as Avatar. Okay. I think it might have been a bit. What short. is up with that movie? You can have a beginning title. It's not that hard. What do you mean? Like uh, like. Like, you can have an, like, this movie did not have an opening title. Avatar didn't have an opening title. Just showing. You mean, like, the movie title. just kind of starts? Yeah, there is no title to the movie. Like, it's not, it doesn't take that long. It's just start the movie. Well, I mean, you know what you're going to go see, so. Well, it yes. But it just, it seems weird to me. It seems lazy almost. But, um, yeah, I thought the, uh,. Every time I tried to say, oh, he was really dreaming, I, I flip-flop back, and I was like, no, it was real. But the truth is, there probably there probably isn't a definitive answer, and they did that on purpose. But, he's uh, dreaming. He's real. He's dreaming, and he's real. Yeah, I just, I really loved the way that ended. It was funny, because in the theater, when the screen went black, and it was, like, toppling, everyone went, oh, <laughs> and started laughing, like, I can't believe they just did that. And uh, it was kind of funny because the entire theater. I haven't seen the whole theater yet. Uh, interested in a movie, and since Dark Knight, which is like in Dark Knight when he does the magic trick with the pencil, people in the theater were laughing. And yeah, clapping. they were going crazy. So uh, it was it was just a cool movie. And um, the thing I I like about it is I keep trying to find like little plot holes with it, but he was really careful with it. Like every time I think of something that wouldn't make sense, I'm like, well, it was a dream. So. Whatever, it doesn't matter what makes sense or not because it's in a dream. Any favorite characters or anything like that? Oh, Joseph Joseph Gordon Levitt's character. I like him. I also like. I wish the chemist had a bigger role. I like the Eames too. That guy, the guy that was uh, the guy that could turn into other people. Oh, you mean the guy from District Nine? What was that him? I think so. Not sure. He looked a little bigger, but uh, he was pretty cool too. The Joseph Gordon-Levitt character was cool, and that uh, zero-gravity fight scene was really neat. I liked that a lot. And, uh, th- and like, even with that, was, like, you, when they had to explode things to wake them up, I, like, I was like, isn't when there's no gravity, there's no sound? 
but it was still like, well, it's a dream, so whatever. But uh, yeah, I loved I loved the movie a lot. I uh, I definitely it's one of those movies where I've I've constantly been thinking about it afterwards. But uh, it was cool. I really liked it. And so yeah, I mean, just one second. Trying to figure out if that's him or not. Yeah, they don't give me a straight page to him on my Wikipedia. Wait, I don't think he's a very big actor. The guy that played this dude. I, I think they're two different people. Okay, I'll 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 live with it. I'll live without it, without knowing. But so that was our little. Our, that's our first little spoilers too. Like, yeah, because we've always been like, oh, you can't give the spoilers to Toy Story three or whatever. Well, the thing is with Inception, like you can't really can't not talk, talk about, about it. it. Like, it's so controversial or whatever. I wish I could say this to Wilders of Toy Story funny. Well, we can go back in time and do it if you want. But, uh, yeah, I like I liked Inception a lot. Okay. So... That's end of spoilers. It's called Inception. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. And, uh, so now we're, we're on to news, correct? Yeah, because we didn't have any other movies we watched. So, which ones do you want to take? I'll take a couple. Uh, I'll take the first couple. Yeah. Okay, um, basically Bungie said, okay, everyone who used their CD key for Halo, the PC version, the first Halo, gets a little... And they used it by a certain date or whatever. I don't even know if it's like you had to use it on your current computer you have it on, because that's a long time. Yeah, but, that's well, it came out a while ago, right? It came out like 2002. Holy hell. But, like, just to show that, oh, we love our Halo long-playing friends, you get some special flair in your multiplayer matches. They haven't said what it is. They're, they're, not, they're saying it's not like a flaming helmet or anything like that, but... It's kind of cool, and that kind—I of, still have my copy of Halo, so maybe I'll check it out on PC, and maybe come back to you with more breaking news <laughs> from the world of Halo. Um, I got the unless you want the next one. You can do it. It's cool. Uh, basically, this has been everywhere. Carmine is a character in Gears of War One. He dies. He has a brother in Gears of War 2. He dies. And they both die in kind of gruesome ways, from what I understand, right? I can't remember how he dies in the second one, really. It's like, a, doesn't it... He was nowhere near as a... Doesn't it, like, don't they blow up his head inside the worm or whatever? I I think he gets, like, mutilated by some animals, but, like, I, it really wasn't very climactic. Like, it really, if you weren't paying attention, you could have walked right by it happening. Really? Yeah, like, I don't, I remember going, thinking, is that him, when I was looking at the body? So, like, it wasn't as cool as in the first one, when he gets sniped, but, yeah. But, so. And then, now, Carmine, number three, is ready for the chopping block, or is he? So, for charity, you can buy a dollar Avatar shirt and get Carmine Lives or Carmine Dies. Now, the producer of... Gears of War 3 wants Carmine dead, but you decide. Do you think... What do you think is going to happen? 
do you think enough people are going to go off the beaten path and get him saved? You know, I'm really, really not sure. And I guess the truth is, no matter what, they can kind of not care. Do it. Yeah, like. It's not that big of a deal. Because the, the, the new character, the new Carmine, he looks tough. jacked. He yeah, looks, like. He's got, like, Dom strength. Well, he looks, I thought he was, I thought it was Cole for a while. Or, yeah, that's what I mean, Cole strength. He's a, he's a big guy, and like, he's, like, he looks like he already has kind of a reputation for being a badass. Yeah, and so. he's still, and just like all his brothers, he wears the helmet, which is awesome. Yeah, which is cool, because you don't... Do but, you uh, recognize the Carmine guy? Yeah, so I I would personally like to see him live, I think, but um, I'm just, not going to spend a dollar on the shirt. Yeah, I mean, there were $20 shirts at Comic-Con as well. That's kind of cool, but... Uh, but... It's it's part of me thinks if if they kill him, it'll be like in a really cool way. Like he'll like die he'll go, saving all the gears. Like yeah, like, like it'll go, he'll go out in some awesome way. But uh, like like he's like like the gears are in space and like he has to press the button, but he get, can't get enough oxygen or something like that and saves them all. Or he hugs an explosive and dives down into the locust hole or something. Something like that. Yeah. That but, would uh, be cool. I don't. I really I really stuff. don't care because I'm that pretty sure those. But it's it's a cool thing, and I wish yeah, it's people cool would do it. Stuff like that. Like, really get the fans involved. It's also kind of like... Different. The, the gear story isn't, isn't that big of a deal. Yeah, so it's kind of like, if the character loser <laughs> dies, it's going to be like, well, whatever. Basically. Unless they really turn on the dramatics for this one, but I doubt they it. They do have girl characters. Oh! <laughs> But yeah, that's uh. Actually, I li- oh, cool. I probably shouldn't have said that. I don't mean to be sexist. No, no, no you're not. That's not sexist. Okay. Uh, do you want to take the next one? It's pretty simple. Oh, uh, sure. They um, they I, announced um, at Comic Con, there's a Street Fighter X Tekken or is it versus Tekken? It's X Tekken. Street Fighter X Tekken and Tekken X Street Fighter. So respectively, they'll each be in the first titles. Physics, basically. Well, like one will be two will be on a two D plane, but still have three D graphics because that's how tech that's how Street Fighter's always played. And then Tekken will take you can go in a circle, you know, like a Tekken game. Right, but I mean, like if it's Street Fighter X Tekken, it's going to be the Street Fighter engine, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. And uh, so that's that's cool. I I've heard a really really mixed. It hasn't really even been a mixed. Uh, result from this. Most people are thinking it's a bad idea, or lazy. And it does sound kind of lazy, but... I, I don't. don't think it's that big of a deal, and I think people should actually think that this game isn't coming out this year. This game isn't going to come out for three years. What? That's what they said. It's they're, spend, they're spending a lot of time on this game. They're not just sh- uh, throwing or at least two years. But they're they're spending a lot of time on this game and a lot of time on Marvel vs. Capcom 3, so it's not just going to be thrown out the window. So I feel like people worrying that the fighting game market's going to get over-flooded, you have no worries, because this game's going to take a while. That's that's a long... Why would they even announce it yet, I wonder? Just to get hype up for the next Street Fighter game, because this is basically... They're not making Super Turbo Edition Street Fighter 4, so... This is the next one. Oh, but didn't they announce 3 was going to come to the 360 and then, like, PSN or they whatever? They did that, too. It would be an online version of 
Street Fighter 3 something. I mean, they're basically going to do for 3 what they did for 2, right? Uh, no. It's, oh, uh, no? It's going to be just a straight up port. Oh. It's well, not, well, yeah, that's, yeah. It's not going to be, uh, yeah, an HG Remax Super Duper Edition. Just online play. That's cool. Uh, that's I'm all real people need. I'll take this one. Basically, there was a... I forget what the movie... I don't even think the movie had a name. Maybe it did. Uh, a movie that J- uh, Mel Gibson was going to direct, I think. And Leonardo DiCaprio was signed on on it. And he ran when the running was good. Because Mel Gibson is a crazy person. He is a crazy person. Fuck that guy. So, and Karn, can you tell me that one story that you told me before? Oh, um, the, not last week, but the week before, I went to Warp Tour, which is a big music festival for basically punk rock music, and, uh, one of the bands there, Riverboat Gamblers, who I caught the singer, uh, stage diving, whatever, no big deal, but, um, they had, they were selling shirts, just black white t-shirts that said, Mel Gibson is an asshole, which I, I kind of really wanted to get them, but, uh, I couldn't afford to buy anything because water was $5 a pop and it was 110 degrees out. So, But yeah, the shirts were really funny. They were they were cool. And one of the band members was actually wearing one. So it was kind of, it's just a funny shirt. And kind of funny how soon after the scandal was that they made them. But yeah, it was a cool little anecdote. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can uh, get the next one. Okay, basically, Zack Snyder... After he's doing his Owl movie, which Karn is interested in. Yeah, owls. Because <laughs> that's his favorite animal. It's like it's yeah, basically owls. owls, but with tales of Dispero or whatever. Yeah, owls. <laughs> I guess. Um, he's doing an awesome-looking movie called Sucker Punch, which um, is basically Inception, but with, like, asylums and, like, insanity and much more visually striking stuff going on and fighting. And this is actually going to be, unlike the Owl movie, I was waiting for, yeah, Owls, but whatever. Uh, yeah, Owls! <laughs> but, which is based off books, Watchmen, which was based off a book, uh, 300, which was based off a movie, and one of the... Wait, a movie? Or not a movie. A uh, comic, right? Yeah, a comic. Uh, and Day of the Dead, I think it was. That was based off the original Day of the Dead from Georgia Romero. One of those zombie movies. There's a lot of them by Georgia Romero. Well, anyway, this is an original movie. It looks cool. We'll probably put the teaser in the uh, thread so you can see it. And it looks cool, doesn't it? It does. It looks really, really uh, stylish and cool. And like, it has, like, guns and shit, but there's, like, a dragon mm-hmm. in the trailer. It looks uh, really cool. And it kind of reminds me of Brazil in some ways, which maybe I'll talk about some other time. It reminds you of what? Brazil, because Brazil has this really, like, all the dream sequences revolve around this samurai that this guy has to fight. And I saw a samurai in the trailer, and it kind of reminds me. Yeah, there's, like, a monster samurai, but, yeah, uh... just like now- that. That I just kind of wanted to say this really quick, because once again, this reminded me of this before the show, too. They also released a trailer for a new American McGee Alice game. It's like a 30-second teaser trailer, but uh, because this mo- the chick in the movie looks like the girl from Alice, it reminded me of it. So uh, check that out. I'll- actually, I'll post the link in the thread, but that looks cool. That uh, style is really cool, and it looks creepy as shit, so yeah. Okay, so 
Boo boo. Watch. Boo boo. <laughs> Should we make a movie? Yogi Bear is gonna have his own movie and it's coming out this December. They just released a trailer and everyone's so excited because when Karn was like, I can't, I don't want to watch it, I don't want to watch it. It's like, who is the person playing Yogi? It's like, it's not Bill Murray. I was like, not Bill Murray, but it's Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> It's kind of close. Yeah. And he doesn't sound like Yogi Bear. And Justin Timberlake like, is boo-boo. But he does sound, sound a lot. Like, yeah, he did a good job. For, uh, for doing a good job on Yogi Bear, the movie would give uh, you. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd just really doesn't sound a thing like Yogi. And, uh, it, and it looks it, like a five-year-old movie trailer. Like, it looks like it's going to happen like Garfield happened. Or like Scooby-Doo happened. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just too. It really doesn't look good at all, and the, it looks like the. Uh, actually, you know what? They look like they have good actors in it. Like the guy, the who's who's the ranger? What's his name in the actual show? Uh, Ranger Smith or something. Uh, yeah, it's gotta be something like that. But uh, the guy that plays him is a pretty cool actor. I know he's in. All I really know him from is Scrubs, but he's a. Uh, I like him. But yeah, it looks. It's gonna. Yeah, be it's so Ranger hot, Smith. So hot. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but... Oh, the next one's cool. Uh, I'll take it. Uh, the Avengers cast, they are revealed that one Josh Whedon is directing the movie, <laughs> which was talked about, kind of rumored a lot, and it was finally revealed. And then they got the entire cast out for the Avengers movie, which hasn't even began production. I mean... The four movies got some footage out, and they just started filming the Captain America movie. So, it's got a while before this movie comes out. But, the big news is Ed Norton, goodbye, hello, Mark Ruffalo. Boo! Boo! Give me back John Cheetah, or, give me back... <laughs> John Cheetah. Okay, yeah, I forgot all about him! That's right. Or, don't give me back John Cheetah, give me back, uh, who was it? Now I gotta Terrence look it up. Howard? Yeah, Terrence Howard. So this is the second time they've done this in the Marvel Universe. I, think I like Mark Ruffalo, but I don't. I like Ed Norton much more, and I liked the Hulk movie. So I guess maybe the only way they could explain this in the Marvel Universe is that it's scrolls attacking the planet and changing faces. <laughs> yeah, there you that go. That would be a great. I that I would, would be hate, like a cool in joke. Yeah, that would be so awesome if they did that. Um, I have a question for this. Yeah. I, uh, I'm not hip, really, with the Avengers storyline. I thought there would be more people, people in this movie. I thought Wolverine was kind of part of the Avengers. He, no? Not, he's more of an X-Men. He is in the Avengers recently, but that's because the, they wanted to make the Avengers comic sell, basically. That, and I didn't think the Hulk was in the Avengers. To be okay, the Hulk is really not in the Avengers. He's more of an enemy of the Avengers. That's what I, mean, I thought he was, he was be the in, bad guy. He in the was movie. he was in the Avengers two issues as a superhero. Then he ran away because he was pissed off at the other people fighting him. So uh, yeah. I um, we'll we'll see. It probably the problem with this movie now is like because I kind of expected them to go like balls out and get like I Never. don't know why I thought they were gonna get like really everyone. And then when they said like I just kind of assumed it was gonna be like everyone from the Marvel Marvel movies for some reason. And uh, 
now the problem is that I don't care about Iron Man, Thor, or Captain America enough. Like, those three characters do not, I do not care That's about. That's the, the only reason why they can't get Spider-Man or X-Men is because they're, because unlike DC, who is owned completely by Warner Brothers, Marvel started out just giving their film rights to just random companies that wanted them. So Fox owns Fantastic Four and X-Men. Sony owns Spider-Man. And then after a while, they said, okay, let's make up our own studio. And then that's how the Avengers movie started coming around. Oh, well, that that sucks when real-life shit gets in the way like that. So... and Damn. they're not, I mean, like, eventually the X-Men rights will come back to Marvel, but that's only if they stop making X-Men movies, which I doubt they will, because those movies make money. They're working on that first class one, right? Yeah. With the, and and the then maybe another X-Men Origins Wolverine 2 or whatever. With Magneto. I, or, or oh, well, well, yeah, and then an X-Men Origins Magneto as well. But, uh, yeah, I'm not, the cast really doesn't, I don't even know who the guy that plays Thor is. So, and I like Chris Evans, but it kind of ruins it for me, because now I know him as, uh, what's his face from the Fantastic Four? Oh, oh, Johnny Storm or whatever? Yeah, so now it's almost like if they were somehow going to make the movie with, like, everybody in it, that would be fucked up. Yeah. Now it's also Comic-Con news, just getting that out there. Also, um, I didn't put this... And Green Lantern stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I was just going to say Green Lantern stuff. Green Lantern is going to come out pretty soon, and it has Deadpool as Green Lantern, so... Take that as well. Uh, The guy playing Deadpool and uh, (laughs) X-Men, Ryan Reynolds, is... I thought you were going to say he was, like, the bad guys and go, what? How is that happening? But, yeah. Uh, I like Ryan Reynolds, so we'll see. Yeah, he'll work probably. We'll see. And then Marvel or DC is also thinking about, well, this Avengers movie is going to be the billion-dollar movie, so maybe we should make a Justice League, a, a Justice League movie. But they oh don't, man, uh, sorry, what were you going to say? But they don't really have any of the characters yet, because like I mean, Batman is so different universe that he couldn't be with. Any of the other characters. Yeah. Uh, did you see the DC Universe trailer by any yeah, chance? That looked cool. We're that looked that was awesome. Yeah. You watch the DC Universe trailer. It almost makes me tempted to get like a month of it. It was so cool. I recommend everyone go and watch that. You know what? I'll post it, but uh, that trailer was so cool. So this is our Comic Con episode, basically. We didn't yeah. have a whole episode on Comic Con, but you get the gist. Uh, um,. Just two things on Gro- Go. How do you say that? Can you say Guillermo that? del Toro? Thank you. Uh, first, he announced that he was doing a Haunted Mansion movie, which is stupid because they already did that movie and it had Eddie Murphy, and that movie was terrible. That movie was terrible, but I like Guillermo del Toro, so I'll follow. And then, and then later in the week during Comic Con, he said, "I'm doing a Cthulhu movie, so let's get all creepy, and that should begin production next year." So, that's going to be awesome. So it's, and yeah. yeah. Um so that's it. This is a real quick one. Smallville final season. Kind of glad that it's over cuz I'm kind of miss not watching it. I guess I don't know. Like I kind of wanted to watch it but I never got around to it. 
I never did either, yeah. But they say they're going to have possibly another superhero series on after this, because, you know, the CW needs something, right? Yeah. Is it even on that anymore? CW? Yeah, it's it on the CW. Well, no, it started on the Warner Brothers. Or oh, yeah, WB there you go. Or whatever. I get those mixed up. <laughs> then they combine, so. Uh, with whatever. And uh, this is more of a thing for me. The Goon film trailer came out, and it looks cool. It's a CGI movie, and it's really the Goon style. Goon is just basically this tough guy who really doesn't have superpowers. He's just really, really tough. And he can die, he can do all the stuff, but he's really tough. And, yeah, he's and he's got this wisecracking friend, and it's a ridiculous and really cursing and violent story, but it's fun. So it should be cool to be a movie, hopefully. And they kept a lot of the style in the movie trailer, so that looks cool. That's good. I'll sing, uh... Whatever you call it, true to the comic. Uh, I'm just gonna take the rest, um, except the last one, okay? <laughs> Alright. Uh, Cole is basically not getting the giant hair facelift and Nathan Drake body that he wanted. Cause all the fans said, no, Cole, where's Cole? Is he here? Cole? Cole? <laughs> All I see is Nathan. Uh, th- this is uh, this is part of the heroes on the move, right? Because it's got Nathan Drake in this one, right? This is heroes on the move, right? No, this is infamous too. So basically, they're giving him less hair, making him more like the original, and that's and they haven't even shown what the new call is going to look like because they had to redo so much of it. I'm uh, I'm glad they're doing this because. It, it was just weird. But they're still going to have the same dapper voice actor. So it's going to yeah. sound weirder. Because it'll be like, it'll be like, sad, <laughs> angry, cold, but it'll be like, this really happy guy who talks <laughs> like this. So it might look really weird, but whatever. Uh, Bungie, I'm not a huge Halo fan, but this uh, made me interested Bungie revealed this new level uh, map in their multiplayer called Forge World, which is this giant. It's like a Blood Gulch, and then there's an island, and then there's a fort, like an inside fort that you can go to, and then there's like an area outside of that, and then you can make like a whole level on just the island, and it's just like gigantic, and it has so, and Forge has so many more. Abilities, it's like really cool. So I'll put, I'll see if Karn can put the uh, trailer in there. So, but yeah, I'm not a huge Halo fan, but this got me interested in little big Halo. Mm-hmm. So I'll let you take this one because it's yours. It's your old baby. Um. All right. The uh the Dead Rising two prequel. Yeah. Or, PLC. I guess the prequel would really be Dead Rising 1, right? But uh, It's pre-LC. The, uh, yeah, the Case Zero, which is supposed to be the op- like the setup for Dead Rising 2 and the gap between the two, is going to come out August 31st, which is when the f- goddamn game was supposed to come out. <laughs> and uh, it's go- it's only going to be 5 bucks, which, which is, is good. really kind of cool. I was expecting 15 to be honest. Fifteen would have pushed it for a lot of people, but five bucks. That's I was like, really expecting a fifteen. That's like, I mean, Limbo was 
$15. Let's think about that. And this game is like, I mean, maybe it doesn't have as much stuff to do, but it has, it's as just. Limbo? As, no, 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 no. I mean, like, as Dead Rising or Dead Rising 2. Oh, okay. I mean, this game might not have as much stuff to do, but it's the same length. It's still the 72 hour length. Um, yeah, and the, the cool thing, well, well, like, there's kind of this thing going around that people are pissing and moaning that they're paying for a demo, but don't buy it then, basically. Yeah, and th- this it's not a demo, it's a completely different game, and right. it'll level up your character if you're still interested in Dead Rising after Dead Rising K-Zero. Yeah, you get, you get bonuses, like, you can bring in items and different shit to the full game, so it's not... It's really nowhere close to paying for a demo, but mm. if you really feel that way, don't buy the damn thing. And it's not like this won't have a trial either, because it'll be an arcade game, so you're really going to get the trial, and then the game, and then the full game. So, it's cool. And, yep, Dead Rising, I love it. And that's, uh... That's our that's, episode. That's it. So Where, uh, hopefully it's a good return to the... Glory lights? Well, I don't know. The we're hell. Gonna, we're gonna. Tr- I'm gonna be busy for a couple weekends, but we're still gonna try to figure something out. So, if it, they're a little slow here and there, you'll, this you'll time get your, your four, food. This time we're forewarning you. So, yes. And um, let's just do some announcements real fast. I got a couple. Do you got any? Uh, uh I don't know. You go. I'll think. Uh, episode zero, we're almost done. If you got editing abilities, just finish that up. That would be real nice. Tall chick put up a thread saying how much you thank YouTube, or noob, I was going to say YouTube, noobtube, uh, for whatever, and don't want to see him go or whatever. Do that. I got a very special video on the way. I'm spending all. I'm. I'm gonna be spending a lot of time on it, and I hope you guys will like it. I'm not gonna give you any hints yet, but it's gonna be very special. Aww. And uh, hopefully you'll enjoy it. Um, let me think. Oh, just getting the word out. Uh, Sunflower put up a hydrofront or hurricane time trial. Yeah, I need to work on that. Uh, so you just, he gives you a couple places to race on or get rings on, and you want to be certain time or whatever. And that's Oh, damn it. I played two more things I didn't even talk about. Fuck. All next right, I'll week. next week. <laughs> I don't know why I just thought of that. But uh, do you got anything? I'll, I might no, have. No, I don't. Okay. I just, uh, just be... Kind and rewind and uh, don't molest puppies. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Be kind, rewind. Don't watch Jack Black movies. Yeah. Um, I thought I had one more. Um, yeah, that's that was my big too. So I think that's it. Just listen and watch all the content and. Yeah. Leave us feedback. Oh, oh yes. Leave us, leave us feedback on the thread or on iTunes. Oh, did we even check to see if we had mail? What the fuck is going on with us? I'll check right now. You talk about leaving stuff, okay? Uh. Oh, anyway, send us mail at uh, hobbiesforzombies at gmail dot com. 
and leave us comments in the thread. I know some people don't leave watch our show, but don't do it. Come on, people. We want to know you exist. Numbers aren't enough. Right? Yeah. Fandango, Crimson, and have been really pretty good. They've been awesome little... And I know Little G said he is getting there. Which well, is crazy, because he's awesome. Um, so it's Fandango and... Uh, well, we did get one question, and we got a Facebook invite, but I don't... Oh, damn, think- join that shit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do the Crimson's question. Oh, Crimson. So I'll, I'll read it, because I got the... Uh, uh, <laughs> this is so disjointed. <laughs> okay. Crimson awesome, question for the show. Hey guys, is this the first question? Manual had a question, sorry. That, w- it, it, that would be awesome if it was. I'll get to the point though. Um, I've got a question for you, and since this will be one of the first questions, we'll start off with something simple. What is your first memory of being a gamer? In addition, what is the childhood experience that you remember fondly about gaming? I have something. Okay, you go for it. Uh, my first memory of being a gamer is uh, Duck Hunt, when I was, like, two years old. This is, um, not to get all upsetting, but this is before my parents were divorced. I remember specifically my dad, like, standing me up and making me hold the gun a specific way. Because it was, like, a double-handed shotgun for me when I was little. But, uh, yeah, Duck Hunt was the first, like, game I really remember playing. And then, like, my favorite memory of gaming from my childhood was uh playing i played ocarina of time all the way through with my dad which was really a really cool experience and probably the reason i like it so much and uh the game like taught me to read so that that's definitely my favorite uh experience and memory um this is a really weird memory just because of what happened but i won't go into sad memory i'll save that for a different time but uh I, when I was younger, my parents didn't have a lot of money, so we would always go to the, what do you call it? I always forget this name, where you put clothes in. You put clothes in? The lost and found? No, wash clothes. Oh, the laundry mat? Yes, thank you. Thank God. Uh, is, uh, and for some reason this laundromat would like have different games, like almost every month. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so, I don't know what happened at that arcade, like why they kept changing them, but I thought it was awesome. Or at least that's what my memory says. And they had so much, it was so much fun, and I remember that, like playing Pac-Man, and they had a lot of games at that laundromat. Um, I remember the day I got my N64 very fondly. Was that you in that video, screaming and freaking out? Uh, I didn't get it on Christmas. <laughs> I got it because we got, uh, the government said we could get $1,000, so. Hey, that's a good investment, though. So, N64, um, I got Mario Party, great, great game. Sequel's not as great, but... Uh, All 20,000 of them. And Chameleon Twist, which people need to know about. Oh, man, that game is awesome! That game has <laughs> multiplayer that is boss. It has multiplayer? Yeah. What? Yeah, like, that's the one secret thing about Chameleon Twist that has, like, eight different levels, and it has multiplayer in those levels. I played that and the sequel. And I played the multiplayer with my friend all the time. It was crazy because it had the tongues going everywhere. But yeah, that's so nuts. That's so cool because that's one of those games that like 
nobody really talks about or remembers, and that's awesome that you uh, remember it. Yeah, like that was the... I don't even know why I got Chameleon Twist, but I'm glad I did. For my that and Glover two- are kind of the two games I, like, really I remember. Heard Glover was crap, no? I don't remember. I mean, I liked it, but it probably was really bad. Okay. So, to finish off Crimson's question, thanks for having me on the show. It was really enjoyable. Keep up the good work, or great work, Crimson. Or awesome work, or, like, the best work ever. But, uh, yeah, thank you, Crimson. That's a good question. So, after that insane jumble to the (laughs) mailbox... Jumble to the finish line... (laughs) Um, we shall now, sure. now we're done yeah, yeah so, we uh, don't got any more hopefully no, so send us questions though I I really like answering them if that sounds like weird but uh yeah send us even, questions even if they're us. just like um maybe I have an idea uh, I'll I'll talk to you about it later but j- this is an idea maybe we should put our uh like games we we're playing and like people can ask us questions about those games like ahead of time what do you think oh well if it works i mean if we get more people posting we don't i don't know I, I it was just a thought maybe we'll we'll think about it okay just yep. viewer interaction and that's the end of the episode hopefully the end and drag on too much <laughs> I think the end is funny. But, um, everyone have a good week. We'll be back next week, hopefully. I mean, not hopefully, we will, but it'll be... Sometime. Probably yeah. weird, yeah. It might be Wednesday, because I'm going to Gen Con. And oh, I'm well, meeting... that's awesome. Crimson, I'm hopefully... Crimson, please go to Gen Con. And I am meeting the bug of us, so that should be awesome. And that's I will have, awesome. I will have many a video to show you. He's so cool. <laughs> so, and hopefully, and oh, I should have said this. So you look how crazy this episode is. Go to Gen Con. <laughs> if, uh, go to Gen Con if you still can. I mean, I, I should have probably done it more this year, but it, there was not a big actual success last year. I almost forgot about it. So uh, if you can still go to Gen Con, I, somehow my thread got stickied on it. I don't know, because there was only one poster in it, me and the bug about but go to the sticky thread and talk about Gen Con. That would be awesome. Everybody go. But I yes, that's the end of the episode, finally. Uh, everyone, I love you, and uh, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. I am Carnage. And I am mixed up with zombies. We are back, so. Yep. And we are back, so. Yes. Goodbye. Bye, guys.